there's a lot of different ways to go about it. We're not yeah. saying like, this is the only way, but we're saying this is a tried and true and it works, I know it works. right? Right. But you can like make your own, you know, add your own stuff in there. And also you can skip the three years of learning with our system and- Fast forward. Yeah. Welcome to Turning Profit, a podcast for people that love real estate. Learn the business models and skills that professional real estate investors use to make money and build wealth. Visit turningprofit.com for a wealth of investor resources. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and Heather Reese. Welcome to the Turning Profit Podcast. Heather, it's so great to be here once again. Yeah, another great week, right? It is another great week. And, uh, you know, we've got some really rainy weather here in San Diego. We were kind of looking for a little bit more, actually. Um, it was supposed to start yesterday. It hasn't started. For us here in San Diego, uh, it's a rarity when it rains. So Yeah, it's drizzly. Drizzly, But I, yeah. I don't feel like you just jinxed us because the reality is it's supposed to hit now, like oh, okay. the next 24 hours. So anyways, I'm, that's why I'm wearing you know my extreme warm clothes here. It's a big here. joke here in San Diego when when the, the weather gets under like 55 degrees or whatever, people start dressing like it's 55, the Arctic. 55, under 60. Under 60. 59, it's like. It's the Arctic. Yeah, I better get, you know, I need to wear my Birkenstocks as opposed to just my flip-flops for that oh. extra warmth. Okay. All right. Well, uh, today we are going to be talking about an exciting topic. Today we are talking about how to flip land in 2024. Yeah. Things have changed over this past year. So that's what we always get. People always ask like, so is there anything that's, you know, that was working before that's not working now or that's working more better now or, you know, what, what, tweaks have needed to be made in the new year. So I think that's a a good uh, topic to discuss. Yeah. And I want to, before I want to preface this by saying that there are numerous business models related to to land investing, buying and selling land. Uh, We're going to be covering our model that we use. And I think we've got a really good track record of this business model working, you know, uh, just as a little bit of a recap, the first year in land flipping, which was in uh, 2021. So it's been about three years now. Mm-hmm. In our first year, we did about $1.2 million in revenue and about 50% gross profit. So on average, we were buying properties and doubling our money on those properties. 2022, we ended up doing almost $3.5 million in revenue, a little bit under that in gross profit, a little bit uh, uh, over 45%, I think, something like that in gross profit margin. And then uh, 2023 ended up doing about $8.2 million in revenue and uh, over 40% gross profit margin as well. So we got big plans to do uh, even more this year. 20 million is the goal. And we are going to do our best to hit that. Right. When you say that, it's because you want to point out that, you know, this is, if you like take inspiration from ours, if you have something that works for you, or there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Mm, We're not saying like, this is the only way. But we're saying this is a tried and true and it works, I know it works. right? Right. Yeah. But but you can like make your own, you know, add your own stuff in there. Like it, add your own flair. Yeah, exactly. Like I like thinking of it that we say something and you and I hope that you do even better than we are. And I mean, which would be impossible. No, I'm just kidding. I had to do the Pete Reese thing. No, That's I'm what like, I would say. Heather, I know exactly. Yes. I was waiting for you to say it and you didn't. So I was like, I had to add it in there. But I like to think of it as kind of inspirational and like you draw from that, you know? And also you can skip the three years of learning and you know, with our system and yeah, fast, fast forward. Yeah. So this is what we do. It's not the only business model related to land investing, but I think it works pretty well. And, and if you, if you are at all interested in kind of seeing exact numbers and all that kind of stuff, we post everything. I do a monthly income report on our website, turningprofit.com. Every month I do a big recap of our business, revenue, 
profit that month, all the deals that we did, like what we bought them for, what we sold them for, notes on that deal. So it was like a mini case study on each and every property that we did. And we're doing a lot of properties now. In fact, this past month, I think was a record as far as the number of properties we sold. We sold 14 properties uh, last month and we bought 16. That was a pretty good month. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So anyhow, that's what we do. We buy and sell land. Uh, so we're going to get into the specifics of this business model in this episode. Do you want to start it off, Heather? Yeah, sure. Like, let me just take over from here. Okay. No. Well, we have a little cheat sheet here. So if you see me looking off the screen, if you see Heather looking off the screen, I try to prepare these each and every week. So keep us on track so we don't ramble on about different things. That's the that's the big thing is because I have, um, what is that, where you just, a shiny object syndrome? Okay. Yeah. So if I don't have this, then. Squirrel brain? Squirrel brain. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> Anyways, thank, thank you for that uh, boost of confidence. <laughs> oh, then. I didn't um, mean to insult you. I'm sorry. I was just joking around. You'll pay later. Uh, anyways, so no, <laughs> we're married. Yeah, for the moment. For the moment, that's just pretty joking. good. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, so that's why we have this. This is the exact yeah. reason, right? Yeah. And the, and the other thing too is that you're more highly caffeinated than I am right now. Okay. Mine's already started to wear off. I noticed that you still have that edge. I don't know, but we talk about like talk about off-topic stuff, but this weather makes me tired. Mm. Okay. So, anyways. all right. Well, let's just start with a basic overview of the business model itself. I mean, that's that's where it all starts. Like, what is land flipping? What is it that we do? And the best way to say this is that we buy land off market directly from the sellers mm -hmm. at a deep discount, and then sometimes do do some improvements to these properties, and then resell these properties on the market through a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. So, and we attempt to get that done within 90 days or less. Right, 99% of the time we do something. We spend some sort of money after we purchase it. Mm -hmm. you say, or before we purchase it or too. Before, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I should say that that before we resell it. Yes. Um, which means sometimes we put money towards properties that we don't even buy. We've yes. covered that a lot, but our main thing is that we buy it, we do something, and it, it could be something as basic as just pictures uh -huh. or a survey or a perk test or yeah. engineering. Brush clearing. Brush yeah, clearing. That's you a know. common one. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be extensive. We're not doing full um, you know, land development stuff on every single property, mm -hmm. but we normally do something. And other thing I should note too, is that we actually purchase these properties. So right. we're not just getting them under contract and then reselling the contract, wholesaling them. We're actually closing on the purchases mm -hmm. of these properties. So, and we're buying them for cash. Now there's ways to do this business using a partner. So you don't have to put up your cash. So we'll go into that a little bit later. We've got a program called Partner with Pete, where basically the investors just bring the deal to us. Mm -hmm. uh, we fund those deals and then we split the profits 50-50. But anyhow, I've got uh, I've got more information about that later in the... Okay. So. so anyways, our goal is to double the money on each deal in 90 days or less. That's the goal, right? Like, that's, that's the goal. A, like, And I think that's important to have something like that so you can refer back to it. So yeah. when you're making decisions on the resale or the buy, is this something I can... I can move in 90 days. Is this something I can double my money on? Right. And and people think that, you know, and I had this opinion of mm -hmm. land before I got involved in this business. Uh, I thought land was slow to sell. Mm -hmm. And it, it is if you're trying to ask full retail value in a lot of these areas. If you're trying to get top dollar for a property, it's probably going to take a while to sell to find that perfect buyer. But we're not trying to do that. We're trying to price it on the market aggressively so it sells quickly within that 90-day time frame. Right. I mean, it's another business model. People who do, who buy up stuff, and then they say, okay, I might hold this for five to 10 years, but I'm going to get top dollar. I'm going to, that that perfect buyer is going to come along or the market's just going to hit that point yeah. and I'm going to make that money. Yeah, the market will raise to that point. Right, that exactly. Sense, so, yeah. and, and that's another viable, you know, land investment 
what am I? Strategy. Strategy. Thank you. Uh, it's just not what we do. Our goal is this the 90 days or less, which means it has to be priced aggressively. Yeah. People out there have to be like, okay, I want to buy that, you yeah. know, and yeah. quick. Okay. Why do we feel land flipping is so great? I mean, obviously it's been, it's been great to us. We've got a really good track record build up at this point, over 200 deals, 200 profitable deals. Haven't mm -hmm. lost any money on those first 200 deals. Oh, I know boy. it's coming soon. Right. It's okay. I, I know that I'm going to lose money on a property here or there, but for the most part, it's, it's worked out really great. Uh, you know, there has been some deals where we've made 500, a thousand dollars, something like that. So it's not really a hugely profitable deal, but I got out of them at least without losing money. Right. And so, that's just the goal. We don't lose yeah. money. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I can take it from here. I mean, why land flipping is so great? Astronomical returns. Okay. I just want to say that word that you wrote in here. <laughs> okay. Astronomical returns. Double your money every 90 days. Yeah. I mean, in theory, that sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, like, right. where are you going to find those type of returns? Double your money in 90 days. And it's backed by something physical. Now, I don't I, I don't want to be like one of those get rich quick people. No, no, like, it's it's not. Sometimes that's that not reality. That's fun, the goal. But, right. Sometimes actually it's better than that. But, right. but a lot of times we don't hit that benchmark or whatever. But uh, but that's the goal. And on average, you know, over, over those first 200 deals, we've been about 90 days hold time. Mm -hmm. So selling, doubling our money, uh, we've been a little short of that, but it's been pretty close. And then so. the question always, whenever we talk about this, is why are the sellers that we buy it from not just doing this themselves? Mm -hmm. We're the convenience buyer. Mm -hmm. So we are, first of all, we're not looking for, for the most part, we're not looking for properties that are on the market already, you know, mm -hmm. with the real estate agent where they're trying to get full retail value or whatever. We are approaching sellers that are looking for a convenience option. We buy them cash. We close quickly. We close without any sort of hassle for them. They don't have to prep the property in any way. They don't have to get mowing or done or brush clearing mm -hmm. or any sort of tests or inspections or any of this kind of stuff. We just uh, are the convenience buyer. We're simple. We try to make it easy for them. Mm -hmm. So I, I like the analogy, and I, I use this a lot, that if you are going to sell your car, say, for instance, you want to buy a new car, and if you've got your current car, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to put it on the market and try to sell it private party, or are you going to trade it in the dealership? Now, if you trade it in the dealership, that's the convenience option. Most people know that if you're going to trade it in the dealership, you're not going to get top dollar. Mm -hmm. You can get more by working it and trying to sell it on your own. So in this case, we're the convenience option. Uh, it works for some people. It doesn't work for other people. But for those that it works, uh, we're there and uh, and we can put these deals together. A lot so. of times these people aren't even thinking about selling. It's just they have this land they may be inherited or whatever. It has no value to them. It has value in the thought of selling it more than the value of keeping it. Yeah, they may not have ever even seen the property. Right. And exactly. some of these properties, too, I, I should caution it, that, you know, these properties sometimes, you know, have a purchase price of, Twenty to fifty thousand dollars. A lot of them fall within that range, and the problem is that if they call up a random real estate agent and say, "Hey, I've got this this property to sell that's you know it's worth fifty thousand dollars," many real estate agents will not take that listing just because right. they, the hard they don't they won't make any money. It's tough for them to make that mm -hmm. uh, money on those types of deals. So by the time they split the profit, split the commission with the broker and all, all the stuff that goes into and it. And with so, the other side's agent. Yeah. So uh, they may have already gone down that road. They may have already tried to sell it with a real estate mm -hmm. agent that was overpricing their property, mm -hmm. sat on the market for a year and didn't sell. So we've run into that a lot. So there's all kinds of situations, but but we're there. We're a cash buyer for those that uh, are looking uh, for that, you know, for that type of buyer. And you know, going back to that cash analogy thing, we used to be the type that would sell a private party when we would sell a car because mm -hmm. it was like we wanted that maximum value. Right. And past, I don't know, 10 years or something, we have not. No. And I can't tell you how much joy it brings me not to meet random people 
Yes. You know, and hear their We've medical histories. We've got some funny stories yeah, about all this, this types of yeah, things. Yeah, some really... Someday we'll tell. But anyways, so it makes sense. And once you understand it that way, it's it doesn't seem so far-fetched. Right. I think a lot of people are kind of like, well, why? Well, I think a lot of people view things from their own perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're thinking about things through their own lens. Right. But everyone's got a different situation. Mm-hmm. And... You know, for some people, this may be one tenth of one percent of what their actual assets are, and and it doesn't make any sense for them to waste any time to try to, you know, maximize, you know, get an extra ten ten grand out of a property or something like that. It just to them, it's 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 a uh, it's nothing. Right. So. I think we've all inherited or been given something that, you know, or even just purchased something on a whim and been like, okay. I don't, mm-hmm. it doesn't have value anymore. Yeah. And I just want to get rid of it. There's more value in getting rid of it than keeping it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The other reasons that I like land mm-hmm. flipping. First of all, there's limited volatility in the land market. Now, homes uh, are actually a little bit more, vo- single family homes are a more volatile market. It's another form of real estate investing, obviously. Land isn't, um, land doesn't move like that generally. In some areas, it's increasing in value fairly rapidly because the area is really taking off. But it's not uh, it's not as volatile as you would think. Um, you know, like there's not uh, wild ups and downs and everything. When the real estate market crashed in 2008, uh, there was some impact on land, but it wasn't nearly as severe as it was to, to the single family home market. Mm-hmm. So that's because a lot of the buyers are cash as well. It's just less of that that type, those ups and downs and, and market movements and everything like that. So it's easier to plan in this business, I guess you could say. Hey, everyone, just a quick reminder that you can join our community for free at LandConquest.com. Inside, you'll get all the resources, training, and support for building a thriving land flipping business. Once again, that's LandConquest.com. All right, enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, I think that if you have property that has any sort of income potential, when the market shifts like that, you might lose that income potential. And land never did anyways. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, in in that sense. Right. And land just, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't get as crazy. Mm-hmm. So I should say that in a broad sense, you get local areas that it, it might mm-hmm. be pretty volatile just mm-hmm. because it, it goes up really quick as opposed to going down really quick, like really hot areas. Yeah. But but overall, it's it's really a lot less volatile than the single 100%. family home market. And then there's also some solid strategies to create value. Things like lot splitting, mm-hmm. brush clearing, getting a survey, perk test, things like that. Like each property is a little different and we might have a different strategy for each property. But there are solid strategies that we can use uh, on most all properties where we can increase their value by by investing a little bit into that property. I like that you said a little bit because it's more attainable. It's not like if you're going to be doing some sort of like increase, um, I don't know, if you if you were going to take a commercial building and you were going to increase the value, normally that's of more substantial costs. Yeah. You're going to be doing a substantial investment to increase it where you might need a loan or something like that. We're, we're talking things that are hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars yeah. at the most. I mean, actually, no. I mean, you could go, it could be like a lot more. But yeah, depending on the property and depending on what we're doing. But a lot of times these are reasonable expenses. Right. For sure. Something where you don't have to have a bunch of money in the bank to increase the value substantially. So I like that about it. Uh, also, it's a short-term cash flow. That's really one of the big things that really appealed to me about this business. The idea of like accumulating rental properties is appealing to a lot of people because they get that income coming over the long term and you know they're making a little bit of a profit each month. But I'd, to me, it never really resonated that well because you know, you're not gonna really get ahead by making $100 profit per door per property. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's gonna take you many, many years in order to get that. I'd rather, I'd rather keep my money moving quickly so then I can reinvest in more marketing 
buying more properties. And before you know it, that's going to accelerate very rapidly. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the point where you've got more funds that you know what to do with. Then you can start investing in some of those uh, longer term strategies mm -hmm. to grow your wealth long term, I guess. Right. So, so like the if, if you do something like that, what I've learned is you need to be close to the properties. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to be far away. Whereas land investing, you don't necessarily have to be. I mean, there's people who do it far away, you know, but I don't want to go to a lot of places. Yeah. And a you lot. know, I should put that on my list. You can do it from anywhere. Right. It's a big deal. Like yeah. that's, that's a really big deal, especially if you have things like you want to travel or you have a nine to five job that you really love in an area that's, you know, maybe not where you want to invest. Mm -hmm. Like it can be done in odd hours. It can be done. You can put as much into it as you want to, and you can do it from anywhere. Yeah. So we buy and sell properties all over the country. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many, I need to, I need to tally up how many States we've actually bought and sold properties in. I could tell you that. Right. I just need to Right. Not right the second, but I can look yes, at our. and yeah. I could too. Exactly. Yeah, we both have our records where we can pull that one for you. I was like. But, uh, but I haven't really uh, mm -hmm. counted it up. But anyhow, one of these days we'll be at all 50 states. So that would be, that'll be a cool milestone. Wait, even Alaska and Hawaii? Sure. We almost bought in Hawaii, right? Yeah, yeah. There was one in Hawaii that we were trying to put a deal together mm -hmm. on, but it didn't, didn't quite come together. What about Alaska? Anything in Alaska? It's a little difficult. It's a little difficult. Yeah, there was one, there was one that we were looking at, a lead that came in from Alaska and, um, the, the the problem with Alaska, at least in this area that we were looking at, is the mapping software and everything wasn't really up to speed like a lot of other areas. So it mm -hmm. was a little unclear what it actually we would be buying. So that kind of. Yeah, that might be a problem. That caused me to, and I don't know if it's like that everywhere in Alaska, mm -hmm. but the area that we were looking at, it just wasn't the right fit. Okay. Well, someday, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the other thing which is cool about it is that you can do it without any of your own money. Now, you do have to have money to invest or or uh, resources to get your business up and going and generate leads and everything like that. But you don't actually need your own money to buy these properties. You can buy them uh, with a partner. Um, that partner hopefully would be me. The Partner with Pete program, partnerwithpete.com. We'll talk about it a little bit more. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of the main benefits of the business model, which I love. And it's proven to actually work and you don't need a lot to get it up and going. So what skills do you need to flip land? Oh, this is just, also you important stole as well. my line. I might okay. need to highlight stuff now. Like, this is Heather's line. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll make it like a script. Exactly. And we'll put yeah. your name beside it. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, uh, you need to get really good at land valuation. And mm -hmm. this is one of the, the keys, really, to making this business work. You have to understand what these properties are worth. And in turn, you'll be able to decide what you can pay for these properties and uh, and make it all work. So if you understand what you can resell it for, then you'll understand what you can buy, uh, safely buy the property for. So. And that just comes with practice. Like, I think that anyone can learn that. There's going to be some people who are just in intuitively good at this. Mm -hmm. They're probably a little more riskier, like risk takers, not riskier. I don't know what that would risque? be. Risque? Okay. A little risque. Okay. No, maybe they have that type of, they're more like you than me. Okay. They're not as like black and white thinking. Mm -hmm. They're people who are a little, can stretch that, that don't get as, I don't know. Like I, you intuitively are good at that. However, our daughter, Maddie, thinks more like me mm -hmm. and she's really good at it too. Yeah. So, and that was just her like mindset changing and really studying it. And she's good at it. Yeah. So I, I don't think that needs to stop you but um, from doing it. But that's a skill. I've, if I, I've just read all your other list. This is the most important one. If you were going to focus on anything, it would be that. You get good at this, a mm -hmm. whole world of opportunity opens to you. You get really good at determining what these properties are worth. The problem is that a lot of, a lot of invest, investors may dabble in the land world. And it's a lot different than other asset classes. Mm -hmm. It's a lot different than single family homes when every home on the and the subdivision is very similar, and you can easily figure out what that property is worth. Piece of land, you know, you could have, you know, three different pieces of 
10 acres of land on mm -hmm. the same street and they all could have wildly different value. One of them's all farmland, one of them's all woodland, one of them is half swamp and, and half <laughs> on a hill, you know, like so all these things really factor into the pricing of a particular property. Mm -hmm. So it's important to really understand how to value them and, and get good at it. But when you do get good at it, good at it, mm -hmm. it's a huge uh, competitive advantage. And you almost feel like, and I'm stealing this from Maddie. She came up with this. She, you know, she, she's like, it almost feels like a cheat code. Like you understand things that other people don't. And you mm -hmm. look at things in, in a way that other people don't. And you can all, and you know that you could always make money doing this. Right. And the funny thing too is, by the way, I say the funny thing. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily funny. Okay. Um, is that you get to a point where you're not actually telling it in your brain. Mm -hmm. You're not actually running the numbers. You're not writing a cheat sheet saying 100,000 minus 80,000. Yeah. Well, then we need to $50,000 to because this is more this or that. No, you look at it and it's just like a number pops in your head. Uh -huh. I mean, you're taking into account all that stuff. Yeah. When was yeah, the last mean, time you actually wrote it all out? Well, I don't, I don't write those adjustments out. No. So, you know, what I'll do is I'll look at comparable sales. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's like how you value, you know, a single family home as well, but you're looking at comparative sales and you're making adjustments based off of the, those sales. Is it the same type of property? Is it larger? Is it smaller? Is it, uh, have some wetlands on it that makes it worth less? Is it not have road frontage that makes it worth less? You know, like all these different factors kind of combine, but I'm doing it in my head. Yeah. I'm making these adjustments mm -hmm. in my but head. But are you even doing like a hundred minus 20,000 minus this, or is it kind of just like, Okay, I'm probably around 80. And then you're like, ah, okay, maybe that's 85. And then, okay, wait, no, this is really going to be 65. Like, is it just popping in your head like that? Or are you actually. Uh, kind of. I might say, well, this property is a little bit less, you know, worth a little bit less because it's inferior in this way. And I might say, okay, instead of it worth being, a, being worth 100, I'd say it's worth 85. You know, so it's kind of. Uh, yeah. There's no hard and fast rules. It's just sort of a little bit of an art involved with it, I guess, as well. Yeah, your gut's taking over. Uh -huh. And it's like, you can't even. Sometimes you probably aren't even active. Like, if you had to look back and be like, why did I do 5,000 opposed to 10,000 off of for that? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even be able to identify it. But that's comes from doing probably, I mean, we've done REOs and BPOs and stuff. And I think that really helped yeah. jumpstart it just to understand how that works. And then the land, you just kind of tailored that. So if you do other types of real estate, you're, you're going to have an advantage. Yeah, you're going to have a real head start for sure. Yeah. Or yeah. if you just really love real estate, like that, it's just always been intriguing. If you're someone who stocks Zillow because it's fun to look at, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff that you probably would like this. But you'll get to that point, even if it feels um, like tedious in the beginning, that it'll become second nature. Yeah. Although I think that if you probably would still have fun doing that, if this is something that interests you, mm -hmm. like it wouldn't feel like work because right. it's fun. It's exciting. I love getting deals. So that's mm -hmm. that's fun to me. Yeah. I like getting money. So it's fun to me. OK, that's fun, too. That's fun, too. But I actually get more of a high when I buy a good property. Yeah, I know. And I don't. We so. talked about that. I like it when we sell a property. Yes. OK, so get really good at land valuation. Mm -hmm. Put in a process to generate leads. So for us, yeah. the majority of our deals have come from direct mail. I really like direct mail. Yeah, direct mail is is, is great. It's very systematized. Mm -hmm. It's repeatable. We send out a letter, a two-page letter. We, first page is kind of who we are, why we're contacting them. Second page is an actual offer for their property. So we generate lists and we send out you know mail based off of average pricing per, for a particular area. And we use a mail service to do that. So it's not like uh, Heather's over here, you know, licking the envelopes or anything <laughs> Handwriting like that. Handwriting them out, licking them, yeah. <laughs> taking no. them to the post office. No, so it's a very systematized process. So that's a great way to generate leads. You could also, you know, some people, some investors use texting. Some investors use cold calling, pay-per-click, ringless voicemails, all kinds of different methods mm -hmm. to do that. But whatever you're going to do, you need to be systematized in your 
method to generate those leads. And even if you think, oh my gosh, I've got so many leads right now. This is amazing. I'll hold off a little bit. Don't. Because that's like a mistake I, I see people do all the time. Yep. Because then you're going to get that lull where you have nothing. And then that's where the money disappears. Yep. If you don't keep it keep it rolling. It'll and disappear moving. quickly. Yeah. And also we, we really need to do a podcast because we've been dabbling in other lead sources. We need to do kind of an update. I keep saying that where we talk about what we've done, what we've liked so far. I mean, it's not going to be definitive, but just kind of a. am still update. compiling data. Yes. Coming soon. Okay. Coming soon. You heard it here. Folks. Yes. The other thing that's important in this business is understanding how to research properties. Now this is after you've got a property under contract you know, like, how do you actually verify that this is a good property to buy? That it's it is what you thought. It's beyond the price. Yes. Beyond the price. This is we're talking beyond about. Price, like, yes. is there access? Is it on the side of a hill? Is it was it a former dump? Is um, it is it a buildable property? Are there yeah. any title issues? You know, like all these types of things. Um, is the seller really the seller? <laughs> is the seller really the seller? Yes, that that comes up sometimes too. So there's the due diligence process we mm-hmm. call it, and then also the ability to find good agents to resell your mm-hmm. properties. Now it's possible to sell them directly yourself. We choose to go the other more uh, simpler route, which is to find good agents to do that job for us. Mm-hmm. We've so. talked about like that that you can listen to other podcasts about why we we went that way. Um, and also talking about research, uh, how to understand how to do research on it. This would be a good time to mention the course you created. Oh, well, if you are at all interested in land flipping and the model that we do, I highly suggest you check out our training program, which we give away entirely at no cost. And to get that, you just simply go to landconquest.com. Uh, we've got our own community, which is, I think r- right now, as of this filming, we've got 2,600 people in our community. And these are both experienced investors and also brand new investors looking to get into this world of land flipping. Tons of great conversations happen in the community, but the kind of cornerstone of that community is that we give away this training program entirely for free. And this isn't some junky, crappy, throwaway. I heard you say Heather doesn't like when you say it's free. Okay. Yes. At no cost. At no cost. Yes. I keep catching myself on this. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, so this is not some junky course that's doesn't, you know, leaves you with more questions mm-hmm. than answers. This is a real training start program. It's start a start to finish. finish. A to Z, yeah. Everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. I put in a lot, a lot of time into this program. No one cares. Spend a lot of money. They just want they to know that care. it really works. It, it does work. And it's very, <laughs> it's very uh, concise. Mm-hmm. No BS. No, right. like me rambling on for hours with very little information being given. I'm not even in it at all. So you don't have to worry about that. Okay. No, but it is. It's that's what I really want to harp on is the fact that it takes you from nothing to having a full business. Oh yeah. And, and there's no cost. Yeah. And, and I also give away all my, the letter that we send right. out, the spreadsheets, everything we use to track all these different things. So it's got it all. Anyhow, are you looking to scale your land flipping business quickly? Well, we're happy to present our new cutting edge system built specifically for land flippers. Take a look at the land conquest business system today, and you'll gain full access to a customizable pre-made website CRM, dedicated phone numbers, text automations, 24-7 support, and more. It's basically a business in the box. Go to software.landconquest.com to learn more. But a lot of people don't take advantage of it because, and they'll ask questions, I'll be like, it's in the course, but they won't do the course because I think they think there's no value because they think it's free. Yes. It's like one of those catch-22s, mm-hmm. but we offer it for free because we want you to have the absolute best training because we're hoping that you'll partner with Pete. Yes. Because that's how we would make money too. Then we're both, it's a mutually beneficial thing, but we don't want people bringing junky deals, right? So what's the best way to make sure people don't bring junky deals? Train them right. Train them right. Yeah. So they understand how to get deals. Yeah. Yeah. And we're very like, no BS. Like we're to the point, like this is, you know, there's no weird motive. It's just that we're providing a good 
product because we want you to succeed. If you succeed, we succeed. You know, or you, maybe you won't even do partner with Pete. That's cool too. Well, we've we've you know? also got some other things as well. We've got um, two main kind of flagship mentorship programs. Mm-hmm. We've got one called the Gauntlet, which is an eight week defined. I love the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an eight week defined program to get you from the point of like not having any bi- mm-hmm. business set up to have your land flipping business completely set up, bringing in leads by the end of the eight weeks. That's a really intensive program, but mm-hmm. it's amazing. We've gotten some great feedback from from students and everything. It's kind of like a partner program with the free training or the no cost training because it actually walks you through it on a whole new level and adds extra to it. So you could do it on your own, but a lot of people are, are opting to do the gauntlet so that they have like kind of someone holding their hand and, and kind of that jumpstart. Accountability. You've got your own accountability coach. Yeah. We're meeting mm-hmm. weekly uh, to do Q&A and an instructional uh, session as well, a defined checklist of things to get done that week. So I'm really proud of that program. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's really yeah. impactful. I mean, you know, it's to me i look at it as like creating like a like a business in a box like no different than like a franchise where you go to corporate to learn everything you got to do in order to you know set up your own mcdonald's this is like except for no corporate fees no corporate fees none of that stuff but we give you all the training we show you exactly what to do yes (laughs) anyhow uh and then we have another mentorship program Mm -hmm. which is kind of the next level if you're looking if you're uh, you got your business set up and everything like that, but you're looking to scale your business to whatever heights you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is called the round table. So that's with that, there's going to be live events and all kinds of cool stuff, regular Q and A's and everything like that as well. Right. And that's just kind of like, if, especially if you want, if you're looking for, for people who are at the same kind of motivation as you that are same kind of really pushing it, it's, it's not going to be a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It, it's a, it, it's just as intense. Like it's, it's to really push yourselves to, to scale the business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, all of everything we do is about community as well. So we figure that's a, that's a, we know that that is a big factor in success. So we've got you covered. If you, if this is interesting to you, go to where? Uh, Just simply go to landconquest.com. Okay. Join our community and you'll see in the classroom tab there, the land conquest course, all kinds of, uh, resources in there as well. Right. And we're going to get into a couple more of these because, um, you know, the next question people ask is, how much can you make? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're very open about the type yeah. of revenue, profit, deals that we do and everything like that. We do that because so people could see what's possible. There wasn't that type of information out there when I started. So I kind of thought about it from that lens. Like, if I was going to be starting in this business, what would I want to see? And I was desperate to find that information. Like, what mm-hmm. were other investors doing? What was possible? Like, what size deals were they buying? Where were they buying these deals? Like, all this kind of stuff. So that's why I do the monthly income reports. You can find that in our community. There's a in, in the classroom tab. You can also find them on our website at turningprofit.com. So check all those out if you want to go down that rabbit hole and see what's possible. Right. And I'll just add a little bit here. We don't come from, like, the scarcity mindset thing. I know a lot of people try to, like, hold things like that because they feel like, if I tell you this, then I, that's something that it's being taken from me. And we don't feel like that. I feel like there's room for everyone at the top. And there's, listen, there's so much land in this country on this planet, really. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not too worried about that. I'm not too worried about that. So it's, yes, we're giving away what we know works. We'll benefit from it as well. So it's not, don't worry about us. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. Did you Uh, mention the 50 first deals videos? uh, No, but if you go onto turningprofit.com as well, you'll see a little box at the top that's asks you to put your name and email address on there. But I did a video, which I thought was really cool. I did a presentation about the 51st deals that w- that we did in the land flipping business. Eh, it so. was okay. I'm okay. just kidding. No, it's really cool. Because the, then you can see the progress over those 50 deals from where you started to what you had learned 
Yeah. And, and you, cause you talk about like, Hey, this worked on this one, this didn't work. And yeah. So I tried to be very insightful mm -hmm. on those. It's, it's those 50 first deals, like what we bought it for, what we sold it for, how much profit we made. So mm -hmm. you'll see the whole progression, how we started and uh, how we made it up to deal 50. And now we're over 200. So, right. And, and speaking of deals, like this is all about the next thing is how do you find deals? Right. Oh, yeah. You're like, so where, where are we getting like leads? Go into that a little more. Yeah. So, okay. So basically that's lead generation. So there's a number of different ways to do it. As we talked about a little bit, direct mail is what we do. Mm -hmm. That's our defined system. Uh, we're also dabbling and we're experimenting in other, dabbling. other worlds as well. You know, like with cold calling, using a cold calling service as well as pay-per-click advertising. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so there are a number of different systems that you can do. Direct mail, in my opinion, is the easiest and the surest way to um, start getting good quality deals in. I think it's time efficient too, mm -hmm. because you, once you get a system going for it, you're not, like you said, you're not printing, you're not mailing, you're not, yeah, you're looking at lists. Yeah. You're, you're defining that kind of stuff, but you're not doing the, like the laborious part, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's like the best use of, especially if you're starting off as a one man show, one woman yeah. show. So in order to do direct mail, I mean, there's kind of a couple parts of it. First of all, uh, you have to build your list. Mm -hmm. So we are targeting specific types of properties generally, and we're also filtering that list by potentially sometimes characteristics of the owners as well. You know, like say for instance, we're taking a particular county and we're doing 10 plus acres, all the, all the vacant pieces of land that are 10 plus acres in that particular county. And we all, may also do some other filters like, okay, they they had to, have the owners had to have at least own the property for at least five years, or maybe they're an out of the area owner or something like that. So you can refine your list as much as you want. And once you put that list together, you kind of uh, assign some average values for the pieces, uh, for the land in that particular area, back off a percentage so you can come up with your offer price. And then you send that list to the mailing service. Uh, we use a uh, we use a company called Rocket Print and Mail. We've actually got a special deal uh, through them if you're interested. Just simply go to resources.landconquest.com and there's a link on there for that. So uh, if you're looking for a mailing service, they've been awesome. So yeah, you send it to them and then they take care of all that stuff. They send it out and they do all mm -hmm. that, that so you don't have to worry about right. it. Right. And we talk about, we define it by the characteristics of the owner, not their demographics or anything like that. Oh, no, it's no. It's like an it's, overview yeah. of, you know, we're not targeting sort of like anything like no, that. No, there's no like. I don't uh, think we see that. So No, there's not. That data is not available. It's stuff like how long have they owned the property for based off of their mailing address? Like, are they out mm -hmm. of the area? Are they in the county? Out of the county? Mm -hmm. You know, like all these different things. Things, but you don't have any demographic data about the actual owner, you know, like there's no racial know, profiling gender, or any other weird thing gender, going on uh, age, anything. Yeah. like that. So it's it's just strictly, you know, like the things that would make them a, a more likely to want to sell. Exactly. Yeah. So and then also, you know, if you wanted to go down the road of pay per click, texting, cold calling, hiring a service or ringless voicemail, there are options to generate deals like that as well. And Heather hates those. OK. So Go on. You, you hate all of this? I do just because like I'm still on mailing lists from when we were managing bank owned properties uh -huh. in 2008 and I still get calls every day. Do you want to sell your property and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I never even owned a property. Okay. I literally well, paid the electrical bill. I know okay. it's just my I rent. Like, I like pay-per-click is different. Oh, pay-per-click. That's true. Those are people that are actually searching online said so sell my land for cash. So that are generally a motivated seller. Right. And, so. and I think we should explore that even more, which we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, go on. Uh, lead conversion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next, after you get the, the potential leads coming in, you need to convert those leads into actual signed contracts. Yes, that would help. Yes. Typically, you're having conversations with the property owners by phone, email, or text. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of it's by phone, mm-hmm. but some sellers want to only communicate by text or email, and that's okay too. However, however you can put the deal together, that's the way to put it together. You need to. So. We've always said this in all the businesses. You're, you need to meet people where they are, yeah. where they want to be, and how they want to communicate. Exactly. Because it might be the difference between someone who hates talking on the phone but really wants to sell it. Mm-hmm. it that could be it. Right. Like, like that really could be, or someone who does not text message, doesn't email, only uses the phone and a fax machine. Yeah, it's no different than restaurants these days. They Mm -hmm. know that they've got a certain percentage of their clientele that buys everything by DoorDash and certain percentage that come in and want to eat there. So you've got to uh, cater to what your client wants. And then, you know, part of that that process of converting it from a lead from a sale, you've got to really dive in and understand what that property value is worth. Mm -hmm. You assigned a value when you sent out your offer letter. Sometimes that's right on, sometimes it's too low, sometimes it's too high. You get to look at it in detail at that point and determine if you were accurate or not and, and put the deal together with the seller at that point. Right, so. and it makes sense. There's some things you just can't see No, on that. I mean, like it would take, there'd be no way for you to spend hours on each one. No mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And then it, this part of the process, the, the lead conversion process ends mm-hmm. at the contract signing. Correct. So, but then when you sign the contract, it kind of kicks off a couple <laughs> new phases in the, in the evolution mm-hmm. of, of a deal. First of all, it's the property research. So the property research is really important. Uh, We talk about basic property research, calling the county, calling the city, calling about utilities, just finding out all that basic information about property. We're also reaching out and we're getting a broker price opinion or an agent opinion. Basically, we work with land specialists in all these different areas. And if we don't have one in that particular area, we'll find a good one. We'll call them up and say, hey, uh, we are buying this property. We want you to help us resell it. In the meantime, can you let us know what you think this property, what, what do you think we could resell this property for so we get a contract on it within 60 days? So uh, we have that discussion with them. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, another aspect of the research is title research. You know, we're opening the transaction with the title company, escrow company, attorney, whatever's standard for that particular mm-hmm. area. And we're reviewing the title report that comes back, making sure there's no big issues or red flags on that. I want to stop you because this is a big deal for me. And and we see it every, I see it all the time in, in the community. Something will come up and they'll be like, well, you know, what should I do? I'm like, well, you should have gone back and bought it through an escrow or a title or right. because like title offers insurance, but it's not just that they're offering insurance. They're going to do the research to make sure they're really, because they're insuring their insurance. Yeah. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. Their title search, you know, they're basically... Mm-hmm. Uh, figuring out any problems that the property may have or problems with the chain of title, any of those types of things. And, you know, and most people are not guaran- qualified to do that themselves. So No, and, and they have the resources and they have the manpower and they have all these things that could, they could do a lot better research than you can. Yeah. They just can. And also, you're. it's funny, even if you were just paying for their research, you're, you know what I mean? It would still be worth It'd it. It'd be worth it, yeah. Right, because yeah. it... it the whole thing is that not to need the title insurance. Hence yeah. why they put the title insurance because they know you're not going to need it because they've already done all the research or just different closing things. Like, um, you know, I think there was maybe you did you ask that question? Someone had written about how what should they do? They bought a property and then they sent the check off and then somebody came back and said that they didn't want to sell. I, I don't know, because someone else owned it or, yeah. you know, what I mean, there's all these things. It's like and also it protects you and it also makes you a legit business if yep. you're going through the proper channels. Definitely use a closing company. Mm-hmm. It'll save you a lot of headaches. Uh, kind of the last part of the research is our on-site research. We always have a photographer go out to a particular pro- for for each property or the agent if they offer to do that as well. Mm-hmm. But we have photos taken at the property. We have them walk the property, do a little uh, site inspection, and just uh, let us know if there's any on-site issues that, you know, we look at all these properties 
on our computer screen, satellite images, we could tell a lot about a particular property. But sometimes the on-site pictures, on-site stuff adds a whole new level of clarity to what that property actually is. And you don't know that until you actually get some boots on the ground, as they would say. Right. Well, maybe the satellite shows tons of trees, but then it's been cleared. Or the satellite doesn't show that there's a huge pile of used tires Mm -hmm. or drums of God knows what, right? you know, there's these kinds of things or good stuff like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, flatter than we thought. Or this is a really beautiful property. Didn't realize this from the satellite images, you know, right. Right. So it's, it's invaluable. Yeah. So that's the research phase. Uh, The transaction phase we touched on a little bit, but definitely go through, you know, we're opening up the transaction with the the closing company Mm -hmm. and we're letting them do their thing, letting them do all the paperwork, handle the money. We send the money to them. They send the money to the seller. So that's, uh, you know, you're not sending money directly to the seller or kind of recording any stuff you're on your own. You're letting the, the closing company do all that kind of stuff. The other big part of this is now if you're going to be buying the property using your own funds, that makes it easy, obviously. But if you're going to be using a deal partner, uh, you would be getting them involved after you get a property under contract. And that's where the partner with Pete program comes in, you know, that we talked about. So with the partner with Pete program is Pretty innovative program, um, if I don't say so myself, because it, to my knowledge, it's not being done by anyone else. Essentially, what it is, is that we will fund your deal. So meaning we'll use our money to actually close on the purchase. You don't have to bring any of your own money. You just have to get the deal under contract, submit it to us for to review. And if we agree that it's a deal, then we will agree to move forward and fund the deal. Uh, we will also plug it into all of our team's processes, meaning the property research, the transaction side of things, value add, meaning if we need to invest any money in the property, like brush clearing or a survey or any of these types of things, lot split, any of these types of things, we cover those expenses out of pocket. And then when it is time to resell the property and and uh, get it under contract and everything, we handle that that marketing process, I mean, managing the agents and all that well, stuff. And we use our network of agents. Did you already say that? Like, that's another big deal. You're not going to have to find an agent there. Yeah. People who use a Partner with Pete program, I think, really like it because they're the type of people that want to focus. They're normally just solopreneur kind of things. And they're going to focus just on getting the deals. Yeah. And then the most they, important part, really. Right. <laughs> and then they don't have to do anything. They don't do anything. We do all that other stuff. So if you're looking at that and feeling overwhelmed by that second part of it, once you get a de- the deal under, this is the perfect thing for yeah. you. Yeah. And there is a lot. I I, I agree. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in order to do it right. But mm-hmm. so through the Partner Repeat program, we take care of all that stuff. And then at the end of the day, when the property resells, we split the profits 50-50. We figure out exactly what the profit is. We split it right down the middle. What's cool about it is there's absolutely no downside for the investor. It's not like, right, you know, it, if we lose money on a deal, right. it's not like we're coming back on the investor and saying, hey, you know, you owe us this loss or whatever. That's, that's, not, how, and that's not how it works. All upside, no downside. And, um, you know, we've had, we had a, an investor that, you know, through this program, we just started up not that long ago. We had one investor that made, um, got a wire for $165,000 just for bad, bringing huh? a deal. You know, and we so. have some um, you've been interviewing people who've used the program. Yes. On our YouTube channel. Definitely mm-hmm. check those out because we're releasing a new video every Thursday, either kind of like a student success story or some of these used to partner with Pete program where we kind of break down their deal and how they're doing their in their land flipping business and stuff. So every Thursday we're releasing new and we've got a couple of good ones up there posted already that have done the partner with Pete program. 
Uh, so it's it's a legit program. There's nothing I know of. a lot of people are skeptical about this type of thing because it almost sounds too good to be true. But that's the way I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be like a clear no brainer. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this this really makes sense. After you get the deal closed, or sometimes before it, you'll be working on value add. Now that's kind of our term for like improving the value of a property. So it could be a, a survey, it could be brush clearing, could be a lot split, could be a perk test, could be lots of other things like that. We've got different strategies for different types of properties, but if there's any way that we can increase the value of the property with a, with a kind of reasonable investment, we will generally do that. Right. So there's some people who just buy it just to like a straight flip where they're mm-hmm. just buying it cheap enough that they and can And we've done that many it. times too. Right. But. Majority of the time we try to do something because there's there's normally ways to spend a little bit of money that you can you can maximize that even more. Yeah. And it, you know, I think you went through all those, right? Yep. Do you have a great deal under contract? Well, submit it to partnerwithpete.com. The Partner with Pete program is a deal funding program where we will actually use our funds to complete the purchase of the property. We will do every other step of the process, including the due diligence, the transaction side, the marketing side, and the transaction on the resale side. And when all the dust settles, we will split the profits 50-50. There is no downside for you as an investor, only upside. So once again, go to partnerwithpete.com, submit your deal there, and let's get it funded. And then marketing, you know, we... um, you know, we find a great agent to work with. So if you're, if you're, you know, doing this on your own, you're going to have to learn how to find these great agents, build relationships with them. So they'll want to help you out and work with you over and over again. And then, you know, once we get a property under contract, we negotiate a deal with the buyer that steps up and submits an offer. Then uh, we have the transaction on the resale side of things, which is, uh, you know, just getting the paperwork done, getting the deed signed, getting, getting that notarized. And, uh, uh, making sure all that happens the way it should, and then the the last and final step, which is the most important for my Heather, favorite one. Yeah, do you want to do you want to say that one, or do you want it's me? Not to? done until you get the money. So yes. until the wire hits my account, or if you work with some rural backwoods places, they'll send me a check. <laughs> Heather doesn't like checks. No, because then I have to go to the bank. I right. know such horrible problems. Poor yes. Heather. Yeah. No, I think wires are safer anyways. They are, yeah. Like they're more secure. They don't get lost. But anyways, yeah, I mean, those are all the steps that go into it. It seems kind of like a lot. So if you're somebody who's like, no, I just like getting the deals, do the partner with Pete. If you think that the rest of it's fun, regardless, you should do the course because you need to understand it. Even if you do partner with Pete, you should understand all the different aspects Mm -hmm. of it and what goes into it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm assuming, you know, this program is pretty new or the course is is really new and everything. But I I would assume after a while, maybe some investors will want to continue doing the partner program. Some investors may get to the point where they've got a, a, a lot of extra funds sitting around and, and it may just make sense for them to fund their own deals. I don't know. I think so, a lot will still do it just so they don't have to do any of the hassle. Well, and they don't have to risk. Right, any of there's that. no risk. Right. There's no risk. And also these, these do have an expenses in and of themselves. Right. Like at some point you have to have a team to do all this and it might make sense that boy, it's still cheaper just to split the profits and not have to invest in a whole team. Yeah. And hundred percent, I am not doing all this stuff myself. I've got a great team that, right. around me that, uh, you, you did. Know, I oversee and I've done right. all these jobs myself but right but it's know. it's if you want to level up at any at any level at some point you have to you have to ha- have people helping you yep that's a really good i think overview of the land flipping business model in 2024 at least the one that we do that we are big fans of this next segment if you are new to the podcast this is where we talk uh we highlight some questions from our land flipping community the land conquest community so each week we cherry pick you know like four different questions Heather reads them off on her phone, and then I do my best to answer them. 
and I never see them beforehand, so it's always fun for me. Kenneth says, parcel in family trust. Hey, all, we got a lead that is motivated, but the parcel is in a family trust. How do we verify that the contact person can sign is the trustee? Basically, what you do here is, you know, you would just ask. You would just ask the seller and say, hey, are you a trustee and do you have the authority to sign on behalf of the trust? And if they say yes, then you proceed with them signing the purchase agreement and, and going from there, the, signing as a trustee of the trust. The thing is that you won't really know that until you look at their trust documents and everything like that, which you probably don't want to do. So what you would do would be to send the agreement to the closing company and let them sort all that out. Right. After it's already under contract. Right. Because nothing bad comes from going under contract. No. If it turns out that they're not and they're a scammer, oh, well, it's going to be found out in the process. Exactly. Um, but you let them verify all that stuff. It's not really your, right. your thing. So. And also, at family it's very common. Mm-hmm. Most people have, or not most, but a huge percentage of people have family trust. So that shouldn't mm-hmm. be scary in and of itself. Right. It would actually make sense. Yep. Yeah, you know, and if and if something needs to be resigned, you know, based off of the trust documents or something mm-hmm. like that, then it's no big deal that that happens frequently, we would just get something, a new purchase agreement signed while we're under contract. Just a paperwork thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Philip says abandoned houses. Anyone have success selling infill lots with abandoned houses that are haunted? I'm yeah. just kidding. I added that part. I was like, I didn't read that part, but maybe I missed it. <laughs> that sounds even more fun. Yeah. Now, Philip says, anyone have success selling infill lots with abandoned houses on them? We have actually. We have we have bought and sold um, many properties. No, I didn't say many. I, I think probably close to 10 properties that have had homes on them. You know, when we sent out the marketing, the direct mail, we thought they were just pieces of land. And then come to find out they've got an old home on them that may be repairable. In most cases, they're not repairable. So, yeah, we've sold a number of properties that way. And we've never, you know, like had the home removed or torn down or anything like that. We just sold it like that. And uh, they all worked out okay because we don't own any of those anymore. Mm -hmm. I do have one that we recently bought where we're going to be reselling it. But it actually has an old farmhouse on it that's not a teardown condition. It's definitely a repairable home. So, But we just thought we were... You know, uh, in our marketing, we thought we were approaching them just about a piece of land. Mm-hmm. So that the home is like a bonus. Yeah. And some people really like that because mm-hmm. if they're super handy or they live nearby, that that would be like a really cool thing for them. They were yeah. looking for land and they get this house that they can actually fix up. Yeah. Okay. Dell says email chat. Seller doesn't want to talk to me on the phone. He only wants to communicate through email. It's hard to do. So on my end, since I have never done it, how will you handle this? Sellers are going to want to communicate in their own way. And some people want to talk at the phone. Some people want to email only. Some people want to text only. So it's best to kind of take their lead in this situation. Doesn't shouldn't matter to you how they want to communicate. We've worked out many deals by email only, mm-hmm. where we haven't talked to them on the phone and by text as well. So the majority of the time we're talking to people on the phone, but sometimes people don't want to, and 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 that's fine. I mean, I'd rather work out a deal by email, honestly. Oh, please, it's just a lot too. more efficient. And then I, I have it in writing, so I can go back to it. There's so many different things, and I can email them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to set up like, okay, I'm going to need, you know, 15, 20 minutes. If I'm on the go, I can just keep responding back quickly. Right. Yeah. Just kind of work out a deal that way. And, and uh, you know, it's easier for some people to negotiate that way too. They don't mm-hmm. like negotiating over the phone and that's fine. It can be a red flag mm-hmm. if they refuse to talk on the phone. Right. But that's why you have a title or insurance, you know what I mean? Or closing yeah, attorney like, or like whoever. If, I, guess, I guess depends on where the lead came from. Mm-hmm. You know, the closing company is going to verify that the seller is who they say they are and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. they, have, they have like other things that they can do to that verify aside from what we can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kenneth says subdivision or subdivide on paper before closing. Can I send out a say, surveyor to the land and get it subdivided before owning the parcel? And then when I close, I submit the plat mm-hmm. with county. Or does the surveyor require me to be the owner? Can I get more permission from the owner through 
the PNS agreement. In these cases, a lot of times it's very common to get a survey before closing. And sometimes the title company will actually require it right. because there's some some gray area there and they need it really defined. So it's very common to get that survey before closing. Uh, in a lot of areas, you know, the, the surveyor may want to have the seller sign that if it's going to be recorded with the county before closing. But it's we've done this many times where we're, we have a surveyor go out there and and, you know, he, t- he does the boundary survey first. We have him start working on a uh, subdivision, you know, like a, say we're splitting the lot up or something like that. So we would close the deal. And then as a second step, he would he would record the, you know, the, the lot split stuff. Kind of after. Ready to go. Yeah, ready of. to go. But yeah, if you can get all that work out of the way and the seller is it's cool with you, know, you having a surveyor out to their property and stuff like that, then I don't see any downside to that at all. I don't think many sellers would care. Well, yeah, I guess there is a downside. If it doesn't close for whatever reason, say there's a mm-hmm. title problem or some other sort of issue that comes up, you could be spending money on a survey and um, that would be a sunk cost, meaning you're not, you know, it's not like you're going to get a refund from the surveyor. You know, he's going to want to get paid or she's going to want to get paid. And so that it is a possibility. So, you know, probably before we start spending money on properties, we're, we're normally pretty sure that it's going to work out. Yeah, so, so just do just plan uh, plan the timing of that right. Maybe yeah. make sure that that there's no red flags before you commit to that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good way to do things. A great way to do things. Yeah, definitely. So I guess that's about it for today, right, Heather? Yeah, that was a fun episode. Anyhow, if you are interested in land flipping at all, we've got a wealth of pre- previous episodes here. Mm-hmm. I think we're over sixty episodes now, and they're all about an hour long, talking about every single topic under the sun with with land flipping. And we've got a bunch of really cool things planned as well. So check out our YouTube channel. Uh, if you like the short form content, um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me at, at Partner with Pete. If you're interested in that partner program, just go to partnerwithpete.com. But I would really, really, really love to see you in the community and simply go to landconquest.com. And you have to enter in your name and email and stuff like that. And, but that's it's on hosted on the school platform if, if you're uh, familiar with that. So did I miss anything, Heather? No, I, I'm sorry. It's this weather. I'm Okay. I'm you falling asleep to, on us? I don't know what my problem is, but um, yeah, I think you covered that. Um, I think Pete made it very clear that he's very welcoming of you joining the community. So <laughs> I'd love to see it. Love we'd to love see to you. see you over there and we will see you back next week for another episode of Turning Profit. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Ready to start turning profit yourself? Head to turningprofit.com to step up your real estate investing game. See you on the next episode.